Welcome to Humans Resource. Everybody, thanks for joining today. I am joined by colleagues, someone I've known for a really long time, uh, Deb Smolensky. Deb, it's so good to have you. Good to see you. Thanks for doing this with us. I am so excited. I've been waiting for this day for like years, Kyle. So let's go. <laughs> for years. That's great. So waiting for this day for years, I think we're having you on because you got you wrote a book, which is uh, is is crazy, and I want to get to that, but. I also wanted to talk a little bit about like your role at NFP, what you've been focused on, how your career has gotten to here. You've always played in like the wellness space and always been so concerned about, you know, helping our clients kind of create better wellness solutions for their employees. So I think it all makes sense, but can you kind of lay out the journey? How did you get here? Where did you start? And then we can kind of get into this, this really cool book that you've got coming out on August 8th. Okay, sure. Rewinding. Um, actually, my education is as accountant. I I was an accountant for the first sense, five years. I know total sense. But what it has done is it allows me to sit next to the C-suite and tell them the business reasons for why well-being matters. Right? It's really given me this unexpected like boost of confidence and credibility. So. Um, when that bank was overtaken and merged with Bank America, um, a consulting firm in the benefits arena grabbed me and I led that benefits practice for 15 years. And that was my first journey into HR and benefits. So not to myself too much, but we developed like dependent audits and IVR was the system and everything before the intranet. Uh, and it was a really fun time. And what I learned in that experience was that if we can keep people healthy, no matter if we're the systems provider or the advisor, if we can keep people healthy, their lives flourish and that organization flourishes. And that's the win-win. And so that was the moment I became for the people, uh, through the people, but really HR supporting them because they have the tough job. And then when we all at the executive level got laid off, I came over to NFP um, 15 years ago and it's been the best home I've had um, and where I've established the well-being and engagement practice and get to work with so many thought leaders um, in our space, as well as great clients and an amazing uh, colleagues and employee base. So that's what brought you to NFP and that's what brought you to, to sort of wellness and thinking holistically about the employee and how the employer can make them better. What though then, after 15 years at NFP, what was the moment where you're like, Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write a book. Like, what was that? What was that moment? Yeah. Well, that specific moment, if I think about it, was right after the pandemic um, had started. And it became very apparent. I was saying the same thing over and over, trying to help employees. And that is, how do we reduce the burnout stress? How do we reduce the sphere? And I kept repeating that we need to strengthen our brain muscles. We need to practice mindfulness in addition to helping people find the right therapy and Rx in terms of mental health. So um, at the time I was working with a mentor and she said, Deb, you've been talking about a book for five years, do it or dump it. And I'm like, what? Um, so I just did it. That's, that's the moment. That's awesome. Well, yeah. so congratulations, first of all. And the book comes okay. out August 8th. Is that right? 
That is correct. Eight, eight. Yeah. Eight, eight. Now, so tell me one of the things we were talking about, I think the other day or last week, right, is this idea of, of mental fitness. And you were just talking about practicing mindfulness and sort of actually practicing strengthening that muscle that is your brain. Can you give us kind of a quick, how does the book lay that out? What are you trying to provide in the book? What's somebody going to get out of the book? And then maybe right at the tail end, I know I love to ask questions in like eight different parts, but like right, the, the HR, the HR person, right? Like they read the book and have sort of their own, their own view on it. Can you take us through sort of what, what are we getting out of the book? What should we expect from it? Yeah, that was way too many questions for my brain. So you're right. I might need a I'm trying repeat, to help but... you flex the brain muscle, Deb. I thought we were right. talking about trying to help you're you flex right. it. But that's a great example. We just put our brains through so much during the day, right? Our, our obstacle courses, I call it, for our brains to jump through, to remember, to communicate, to actually create is, is hard. So mental fitness is all about strengthening our different um, prefrontal cortex muscles, our thinking brain, so we can focus more, we don't get distracted, so we can connect more, you and I, instead of me looking out the window or thinking about what I have to do next. So we can actually have better quality products and not even um, get hacked with cybersecurity, right? Clicking on that link without paying attention. Mental fitness is this new concept to rewire all the different facets of our thinking brain so that we can become happier, healthier at work. That's the definition. And it goes beyond and is, um, I guess, partnered with true mental health. Like if you have a condition or if you have an illness that needs therapy and Rx. So um, most people use mental health as this umbrella term. I am not. The book is strictly for 100% of us. If you have a brain, now is the time to upgrade it. And I think the end question that I remember is, well, what's HR's role in it? And, you know, I have such admiration for HR. The amount of things they are asked to do every day to help us all have a better day at work um, is amazing and has gotten so enormously complex. It's unbelievable. So this book is not meant to add one more thing to their to-do list. Oh, good. The, the, I know. Oh, good. The book is laid out to your one of your questions in a very practical playbook manner where it takes chapters one through eight. And as an individual, I easily learn in this brain friendly way, how to find my strengths and use them, how to deal with difficult conversations, how to plan breaks in my day so that I can be more energized and efficient and achieve what I want to achieve. Like one through eight is all about helping the individual. They're ultimately the brain at the organization, right? The organization is a collection of brains. So HR's job is really to create that environment to support people being mentally strong. We so, talked about this the other day. I thought that yeah. was super interesting. Um, every single problem, I think you said, every single goal at an organization, every right, like comes yeah. back to the thoughts of the individual and what they do with those thoughts. Like where, where did you get that? Cause it was like, almost like I started thinking about like hive mentality, beehive kind of stuff, but you're kind of right. Like 
especially in certain leadership roles, negative thoughts, struggle focusing, the cascading impact and effect. I mean, it's, it's, it's enormous when you really start to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the funny part of this is I am so hooked on one. Our brain is so archaic. It's not built to work. It's just built to keep us safe. And two, we don't know how it works, especially at work. And therefore, if we're knowledge workers, meaning we use our brain to create work, every single decision, thought, communication starts with our computer here. And then how we perceive that, the stories we tell us ourselves and the emotions then comes outward in terms of results and relationships and client work, whatever it is, it starts with our brain. So that one concept was why I wanted to write the book. And then when I started, I needed to come up with 221 pages <laughs> digging into that. I was like, oh, but at the crux, it's so simple to your point. Everything we are dealing with, everything you are dealing with in your life, I'm dealing with in my life starts with a thought, which creates our perception, which creates the choices we think we have, which wow. then creates the action, which then creates the results we achieve. We construct our reality moment by moment based on our computer system, our brain. That's it. Mic drop. Are we done? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Okay. Uh, so that's so great. So that's the inception. That's sort of the yeah. what the whole book is written around is this idea that we all have these thoughts and we all, right? NFP is what, 8,000 employees now, right? So 8,000 employees having independent thoughts, which create these independent perceptions. And yet, as an organization, as this collective, like trying to, I guess, improve those, help people kind of train their brain differently yeah. to, to, to see things a certain way. It has a positive impact on the organization. So so take me back to the book, the way the, the book was broken down. You were saying chapters one through eight, and then, yeah. then what after that? Well, it's not just we all have thoughts. The missing link, the secret that I've discovered is we don't know that those thoughts aren't helpful. <laughs> we don't know that those thoughts are coming from our fear brain, which is turned on all the time. It's called brain off. We think that email we get, those five emails we get, we think that those are like what we need to be doing and it will be helpful. But ultimately, our brain interprets this that as let's, let's go to war. Oh, I got another dinosaur to deal with. Like we're we're fear brain all the time um, versus taking a breath and being brain on and using our prefrontal cortex to use those thoughts for clarity, for communication, for consistency. So it's not the thoughts. It's that we don't know that we're, our, we're using our default fear brain to run our day, to run our life um, instead of being conscious and active and proactive to use our, our, our thought, our thinking brain to have a better result, better outcomes. So, first, first section of the book is sort of oh, explaining yeah. all of this, laying so, that down. Yes. And then. So, yes, 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 yes. So here's what I've done. Um, the, the book in general is the first couple sections as an introduction to actually how our brains work so we can have a better understanding of why I'm shaking right now talking to my friend Kyle. That's just my brain thinks you're a dinosaur right now. Right? My brain thinks there's so and many dinosaurs. And what kind of dinosaur would I be, Deb? I you're a no, tiny 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I won't go into that then. But um, so then it's like, well, what do we want? So we move from understanding and understanding how our brains are wired to applying that to our work day to when I get an email request that I don't have time for why I'm stressed or why I completely fly off the handle in a meeting based on somebody, you know, said something casually about something that's not important, whatever. So I talk about then how it applies to the workday. And then I talk about all the ways we can rewire our brain to be mentally stronger. So mental fitness exercises concludes the individual playbook. That's awesome. So what what I'm thinking then is we, we need, we need follow-ups with you. Right. So once oh. the once the book comes out, I think we everybody reads it and then yeah. we start bringing you back for, I think, a deeper dive into all the sections of the book. I think that would be awesome. So I think we're going to we're going to make a cool. series out of this. I can already I can already feel it. But so then awesome. for the rest of this conversation. Yes. Right. One of the things we were talking about the other day, too, that I thought was super interesting is this whole idea that like HR people are so busy taking care of others that they often don't take care of themselves. Right. The whole like the old cobbler's shoes, right? Metaphor and analogy, right? For HR people specifically, who are primarily who we're talking to right now, right? How does some of the practical application and insight and information in your book, like how do they take it to sort of protect themselves, create better mental fitness for them so that they in turn can be, you know, better caregivers for their employees? Is there like an angle on that, you think? Yeah, so I think, What I call that is, you know, first going through the individual playbook so that, you know, as an HR professional, when you get like stressed out, when you get excited, when you um, react badly to something, or even when you look at your calendar and you immediately go, oh, not that meeting, (laughs) right? That's the dinosaurs. Those, so one through eight is extremely, extremely beneficial for HR to understand. And then once you can manage yourself, right, which is the name of life and longevity and happiness, then you can manage others. And so um, not only do I have a chapter on leaders, which they are leaders of their organization and a leadership mental fitness circuit, but then I take their individual roles in one chapter solely and I relate it to their department and how to build a brain on organization. And that looks different for talent and development or learn, learning and development. It looks different for benefits. You come together as this integrative owner of Brain On, but I individually kind of spell out how each of their functions can help build the Brain On organization. That's awesome. As a, as a people leader, yeah. they can kind of really adopt what you're sort of laying out from a brain on perspective. Because like you said at the beginning, this is all about how we use our brain at work. This is right. about that overarching umbrella of mental health. Right. So they can, they can take things from the book and say, here's, here's how I can apply it to my organization to right. make my employees more resilient, to help them improve their mental fitness, to help me improve my own mental fitness so I can be a better helper for them, which I think is, is awesome. Because like you said, I, I think you're totally right. This whole... Everybody knows mental health is an issue. I think especially post-COVID, this idea of burnout, um, yeah. quiet quitting, right? Like all of these things is real. Right. But I think so often HR people feel like, well, me too. And like, what am I supposed to do about them when I myself am struggling with it? Like, you know, start start at home kind of thing, I guess, right? 
For sure. I would love coming back to your point and just working on making HR, their individual leader in HR, mentally stronger because that ripple effect goes through that policy decision. It goes through your annual enrollment town hall. It goes through the vendor you're choosing. If you're having a bad day, you're not going to be at your best. Like every decision and thought is how well your computer is working and if your brain on or your brain off at that moment. That's awesome. That's a good point. Deb, what are, I mean, just not to get too personal, but what things have you, since you started writing the book, right? Like since you, what have, what have you done, right? Like what have you applied? How do you kind of think daily about your own mental fitness? Maybe there's some things you've taken on as a, uh, as a practice, as a hobby, as a focus, um, that, that, uh, you know, somebody else out there might, might want to look into. What do you, what do you do to stay mentally sharp, to think about keeping your brain on? No, that's a great question. I am. Thank you. The, the, <laughs> the book was the hardest thing I've ever done. And every day was a mental fitness exercise to like open my computer. So for two years, I delved into the relationship with my own brain. I learned what triggers me. I learned my tells. I learned how to combat the daily work struggles amongst a pandemic, right? So like I was really stretched to the limit. Yeah. And I am so grateful. So this is going to be a journey and I invite everybody to, to go with me on this journey. It doesn't stop ever learning and strengthening our brain. But like today, for example, I could not get motivated to do this one project. We all have tasks we don't want to do. Well, now I have a routine, a playlist that gets my brain energized And so anytime I am struggling to get started on something, I now tap into that exercise and routine. Um, I I no longer, which took me a long time, I no longer turn over right when I'm getting up and look at my phone. That was my biggest, that was my biggest lesson. It took me down a spiral and set the tone for a day that was not helpful mentally or physically. Like it, Right from the start, I was setting up my brain for failure. Um, so so my morning routine, when I get stuck, I'm implementing that. And then I end my night with three thoughts of gratitude. I don't write them down. Some people have really found them helpful. That's never stuck with me. So in the book, I try to just be very generic and you figure out what works. But the power of gratitude when you are feeling down or you want to set the tone for a good yeah. night's sleep in the next day is the superpower of superpowers. I like that gratitude. I, I agree. Like being thankful for what we've got is, uh, is so key. Yeah. That's a perspective. I don't think, uh, you can replace. That's awesome. What's the playlist? Uh, what are you listening to? Is it like heavy metal or what's the punk rock? <laughs> I love talking to you, Kyle. Um, <laughs> So right now, um, it's two things. One, I don't do video games. I don't do gaming. But that Zelda, there's YouTube for better productivity. I listen to gaming because it's meant to keep you in a focused state. So um, I listen to video games. And then when I really want to work on um, a client presentation or a keynote 
I actually look listen to the Greatest Showman um, soundtrack. That's a good because one. Because that is all about HR and building um, the best show, or I call it the best workplace. And every song is about being your best or creating an environment, and that just inspires me to help others. So that's right now what I'm listening. Deb, that's awesome. What a great, what a great takeaway. First of all, I like the the Zelda theme song as a productivity hack. Like yeah. you just blew my mind. That's I'm gonna go, I gotta go play that right now over my I'm gonna put it through my entire my entire house right now. That's so good. Okay, well let me ask you something, because the other thing I don't think we do that is a key in human performance for sports and athletes is this idea of a walk-up song. Like, I am going to just knock out this meeting. Like, let's go. So what do you have a walk-up song? Or do you have something that really energizes you? All I Do Is Win. Nice. All I Do Is Win. Yeah, that's my – it's funny because I have a – so this is <laughs> – okay. This is, you're supposed to be telling stories and answering questions now. But on the way to school or on the way to camp, yeah. Um, my son and I have a little ritual where we listen to hype songs. Nice. And we try to come up with different hype songs on the way to like on the way nice. to school. Just like, come on, let's like let's get into it. So um, like, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, the walk up song. That's a good idea. I like that too. That's human performance at its best, and you and you do it, and we do it. I think the issue is we just don't do it consistently. Like, wouldn't yeah. we be much better if we rewire good habits? And that's all I'm trying to do is. Make Apply it simple. a process, repeat yeah. it, think about human performance. I love the analogy of like, hey, if the best athletes on the planet are using this to try to like hack their mental perspective yeah. on what they're about to go do, like why aren't we every chance right. we get? The Zelda stuff I'm taking away, uh, that's a good one. And I love the whole idea that like, hey, listen, as HR people, our jobs are to take care of the people in our organization and we got to take care of ourselves first if we're going to be highly effective at that. Um, Deb, like I said, so... Here's what I think we're going to do. I'm going to put okay. you on the spot right now. Everybody's going to go read the book on August 8th when it comes out. Then we're going to have you on, uh, I think, at least two more, maybe three more times after this. We're going to like dive into specific sections of the book, really almost like a book club kind of thing. We'll talk about you know, perspectives and thoughts from that section, practical takeaways that HR people can, can use, can implement in their organization. And then I would love to... you know feedback from you as the book gets out there and people start reading it, like what you're hearing. And if people are bringing, you know, really good ideas back to you after they read it, I think that would be a really cool follow up you if you'd be okay with that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when have we ever done like one sit up and be done with exercise? Like this is a constant and Perfect. the more you're willing to have me come on and talk about it with the group and share and, and hear, you know, it's, it's a group exercise that I'd love to continue the conversation and you've made it really fun, so there's no way I'm not, you know, taking that offer. I'm well. I would hopefully I would say we would go, we would walk out to Zelda, but I don't have it queued up, so maybe we can get somebody in post prod to put the Zelda uh -huh. theme song on there. I don't know what it costs from a trademark perspective, but we'll figure it out. Uh, Deb, thank you so much for for coming on. We really appreciate having you, everybody. Go to debsmolensky.com. Check out Brain On. You can also find Deb on LinkedIn. Also remember for all of your insurance, brokerage, consulting, risk mitigation, and management needs, go to www.nfp.com. I'm Kyle Healy. This is Humans Resource. Everybody have a great day.